1: Scotty, you ready? Ooh, I'm ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. This is a beautiful one. Man comes to accept the fact that a random pigeon is living on his head. Yep. And, <laughs> and this is a headline. This is that, an actual headline. It is
0: a true headline. Well, <laughs> stories like this fly together like birds of the feather on a brand new episode of The Bananas Podcast...
1: Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. I'm Kurt Brownler.
0: I am banana boy number two, Scotty Landis. Whether you're driving to a Taylor Swift concert or driving home from a Taylor Swift concert, thank you for listening to the silliest little podcast there ever was. Curtie B., how you feeling, buddy? I'm
1: Good. A brief reminder to everybody. You can come see us in Raleigh and Atlanta in October. You can come see us in Richmond, Baltimore, and Brooklyn in November. Mm-hmm. And you can come see us in Philly in December. Philly in December. If that ticket link, if that ticket link's up yet, I don't know if it is. Um but let's That's just get into our one. guests. Please. I'm so excited. I'm so very excited. She's been on the mm-hmm. pod before. Uh our guest today. Turns out, is Stephen Colbert's favorite comedian, and that is a quote. Uh, her I two believe Netf- it. I believe it too. Her two Netflix specials, the special, <laughs> special, special, and Old Baby, are available now, and her Netflix series, Lady Dynamite, is absolutely really amazing. It's the also best. on Netflix. I also play her young dad on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can pre-order her memoir. Sure, I'll join your cult right now. Please welcome Maria Bamford
2: thank you so much for having me on the show hello uh, Maria. i am excited to hear what's going on in the world that's positive and that's then right. odd
1: oh yeah that is well guess what you came on the right show because it's all positive and it's all weird that yes. is true yeah how's your week going
2: oh it's going uh super great let me see uh I Oh, I just passed an exam
1: to
0: Whoa. become
2: a peer specialist support person. That's a new kind of job that they have. Instead of sending out the cops, they send out a team of people, one of which is someone who has lived experience with mental health. Oh. And uh, so I, I, I'm i hoping to become part of one of these teams because uh, Los Angeles, otherwise they just send the cops.
1: Yes, which nobody, always
2: asks. Nobody wants the cops. Yeah, uh, unless you want the cops. Exactly. That's right.
3: <laughs> That's right. But
0: that, when you're when you're really at you feeling your worst and your mental health's a little shaky, you don't need just two cops showing up at your door. It would be better to have I don't know Maria Bamford show up at your door. I yeah. know it's Let's it, talk
1: is, about it. it really is the craziest solution. It's like I'm not feeling myself. Uh, Here's two bullies with
3: guns. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Here's the people who beat you up in high school <laughs> yeah. Guys who never want to talk about their feelings uh, are gonna have real interest in yours. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna focus on what's strong, not what not what's wrong. Um, <laughs> oh but that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, so I'm uh, very excited uh, to have a new uh skill. I think, I think it, hopefully we'll see if I can get a job now. Um, that, that That's the, of course, problem is the interview process. But again, it's peer, it's in the name of the t- a job title, peer, so they know that I have mentals. I'm not going to try to hide anything.
1: It does Uh, suggest also that you'll only be showing up at comedians homes. True. (laughs) (laughs) And you would be busy for a long time. That's also
2: fine. I'm available for that. Well, do you have, I I know people come to shows and they'll just had like some, you know, I don't know. Sometimes people are coming uh, Mm -hmm. to social media for help. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think, um, anyways, face to face is always better. Um, yeah,
1: hundred
0: uh, percent. So, were you nervous? Like you, you know, as adults, we don't take exams that often. We don't actually have to to prep and to do anything. Was it stressful to get ready for it?
2: Yes, I had eighty hours of training. Wow, and then uh, learned it's a specific philosophy, peer specialist training, mm-hmm. and um, so uh, it's really lovely. It's all about like uh, about the, whatever the person wants so it it's not about one person going, "I know what's best for you. It's about harm reduction. So if you go, "Oh, I can't stop you know doing heroin and mm-hmm. uh, punch people in the face. Mm-hmm. well, what can you do
3: mm-hmm.
2: what What might be a little bit better than that? Can you punch uh can you punch a wall?" Another sofa, right. Eat, eat, eat three pizzas a day while still doing heroin. Let's add a couple things to the mix.
0: <laughs> I like that philosophy. That sounds pretty good. Well, that's there's beautiful. Just a lot of
1: sofas for people to punch in the, in the waiting room. That's right. Uh, do you want to hear about this pigeon, Maria? Yes! This is a beautiful story, and I'm excited to start this episode with you yes. with it. Um, so this is originally from, so Ruth sent this in on Instagram. Thank you so much, Ruth. Um, originally this was a news, um, story that came out on the BBC in 1969. Okay. Um, and so this is a, this is a historical bananas. Uh, and, uh, the, this is from the Dodo who did a write up on it because BBC archives just recently posted it to their Instagram, the, the video clip. And this was a good summation, I thought. Mm-hmm. Man comes to accept the fact that a random pigeon is living on his head. This is written by, <laughs> of course, Steven Messenger, who Oof. we all love. Oof. He's the best in the biz. He's so doing good. it at the dodo, and he's doing really it nice so work. dodo good. Uh, in October... Bird, He's the Birdman. In October 1969, something rather odd happened to Glenn Wood, a tax inspector from Stretchford, England. I'm so happy he's a tax inspector. Me too. Like, it couldn't be a more boring job. Perfect job. As Wood strolled down the street one day, a random pigeon flew in and landed on his head. It's, quote, It stayed there as he walked home, the Birmingham Post reporter stated at the time. Nothing he could do would shift it. Amazingly, the bird remained with Wood for a week, mostly staying atop his head, and though he likely could have ridded himself of that clinging bird by some less-than-gentle means, Wood took a more humane approach to the mm-hmm. feathered hanger on he let him stay. In a recently resurfaced interview with the BBC, Wood describes the odd situation with remarkable grace and understanding. What a guy! Quote: It's in the uh, the video. We'll post the video on the Instagram. It is. He is very calm. He has a bird on his head while he's talking, <laughs> and he's like, "It's very friendly." Wood told the interviewer, adding, "It goes everywhere with me. Everywhere I go, the pigeon goes up the road in the shop, greengrocers." Uh, the Woods' time with the pigeon living on his head may have seemed indefinite. The situation eventually came to a happy conclusion. After seeing news coverage about the incident, a local family came forward. They recognized their pigeon as their beloved pet, Charlie, whom they raised since he was young. Quote, I saw a little boy who had a baby pigeon, Irene Miatola, Charlie's owner, recalled to the Birmingham Post reporter. He gave him to me to look after. This is the craziest uh, origin story for having a a pigeon that lives on your head. Uh, Mm -hmm. Charlie was now back where he belonged, uh, Charlie was known to sit upon Miatola's head and had reportedly gotten lost while on a walk. Prior to his encounter with Wood, scared and alone, Charlie saw protection from a stranger, a risky endeavor that paid off in spades. Even 50 years later, it's clear he picked the perfect head. That's so nice. This is a- That's
2: lovely.
1: It's a nice story. Everybody wins. Every mm. sink, the pigeon wins. Charlie wins. I mean, I guess Charlie and the pigeon are the same person. Miatola wins. That's, Glenn. That's Glenn Wood.
2: That seems like a very English thing, too. This sort of the acceptance <laughs> and the the. I mean, delight. You know, mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. concern, mm-hmm. and then yeah, even handedness. I remember we were traveling as a family and. uh, uh we stopped to at we were in a rental car and we when i was a kid we stopped to ask a a man directions and he said oh i'm a pedestrian you see i don't know the roads i don't know the roads
1: he's just a sidewalk guy he's a footpath yeah. guy
2: he could tell yeah. you how to get
1: there on foot but not <laughs> not on the road
2: yeah <laughs> And I was like, "Yeah, that's not. Oh, that that's just lovely." And I think that's kind of my dearest hope is that an animal would befriend me, yes, mm-hmm. uh, like a, uh, yeah, just suddenly take a liking to me, especially f- you know from the wild. If it seemed like you know, but I think that's what the Instagram is all about, right? Yeah, saying, "Oh, the raccoon really saw who I was as a person." <laughs> They moved in and then they ate their way through our drywall over and over again for the next eight years. <laughs>
1: the the best are people who are like, I've got this big cat. I got this big cat here. <laughs> it's just a mountain lion in their house that they. Oh, that trapped. happens a lot. That it happens, happens so, so much. much. Really, it happens is. a lot.
0: Dogs that turn out to be bears. Yeah. Yeah. No. We've covered a lot of stories where people adopted what they thought was like a big dog and then it turned out to be a bear and they raised it in their house. And same with cats. Yeah. It's like a regular cat and then they find out it like it's a bobcat or a puma or a lynx or something. Yeah. We've gotten that story, several versions of that story sent to us in the last three years. Pretty wild. What? But wouldn't you feel chosen? Don't you think Glenn felt I- like the chosen one? Like this bird oh, yes, not I- only landed on his head, it stuck with him for a week.
2: Yeah, and I have to say, as, as if he's a tax investigator, that's a – Huge. I think it will suggest that he does have – taxes are so emotional, and <laughs> it's almost like he would probably be a, a therapist-type mindset. Yes. Have you ever gone to see your tax accountant? Yes. Every year I go, and I just feel like, ah! Even <laughs> though they're just telling me numbers. They're mm-hmm. just – stating facts to me i feel like i've got to cry i've got to stomp around yes um so the pigeon shows well
0: my tax accountant has a punching bag of bobo the clown (laughs) in his an inflatable (laughs) punching bag and he'll be like do you want to hear do you want to punch bobo and i'll be like well let me hear the number first and then i'll punch bobo and their whole office like the theme is like kind of getting out sort of this uh, this like just dis- this uh stress the stress of hearing like your bank account and you're like oh god so yeah I punch bobo when I walk in we get a good laugh out of it I sit back down and uh that's- yeah I lo- my guy I see him once a year and I love him he makes me laugh every that's- time That's
2: he- that's so wonderful cuz even if it's a number, if I'm not getting money back I still feel enraged Yes I don't know what it's like <laughs> and, and I feel mad that they know it that they're saying <laughs> you you're getting more money. How dare you mention
0: it? <laughs> That's my business. That is my yes! personal business. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's so exposing in this weird way. There's this one person that knows all the truth and where you're at and you're just like you better be nice to me right now.
2: <laughs> or I want I think I want a star, I want a series of stickers or a bowl of popcorn mm-hmm. or some sort of like you did really great this year, yes. Maria, with your bookkeeping. Your bookkeeping is so on. Un- Our other clients yes. are so <laughs> disorganized. That's. I want to hear some sort of math teacher pump up. Yeah. Um, you
1: but, really uh, did these numbers well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know the difference between net and gross. And uh... <laughs> gross, gross, by the way, is the amount of money you're never going to get. Oh. Net is the money that you will take home.
0: You catch it in your net and you take it over your shoulder and you march it back to your mattress and stuff it in there. But this guy, yeah, like I, to have somebody that works in taxes have a bird land on his head, like you can imagine what their company parties or their holiday parties are normally like. Suddenly, this guy has a story. He has. Oh. A great story. It's not just water cooler talk anymore. It's like, well, I had a bird live on my head for a week, and suddenly everybody
1: pivots and they're like, "Thank God, (laughs) God." something to talk about." (laughs) They talked about that for the rest of his life. He never, like, he retired fifteen years later. He was still known as the pigeon guy.
3: True.
2: I wonder though if accountants. I mean, that's always sort of a a thing about kind of saying, "Oh, they don't have anything to talk about." True. I bet they. (laughs) <laughs> because people because of the very fact that people are so weird about money mm-hmm. that they must have these stories of you know people you know hitting a wall and uh breaking stuff in the or or saying yeah i just i kind of fucked up um <laughs> i uh i mean i remember i called my cuz uh, the irs had showed up at our door Good. um and Good said story. we are now seizing sixty thousand dollars and I was like oh from in here um but I called it I'm kind of like oh my god uh and it turned out it was just a paperwork mistake but it was oh my- so um oh god. it was so thrilling and <laughs> <laughs> I mean to see the internal realization service face to face on you know agent Lopez was giving me the business giving me the shakedown. Was he was great. your pigeon yeah, you landed right on your front door and scared
0: the living you shit
2: out of you. That's crazy that they show up in person. Oh yeah, yeah. And it. if and sometimes uh, if you get yourself in a pickle, the sheriff will show up. Wow. And show up at, if you if you put your property in a situation or yeah, right. you can it can really it can really go down. So I I love money stories. They're very uh, bracing.
1: Yes. <laughs> Scotty, <laughs> give, me some,
0: give me one. Sure. Here's one that I... This is new this week, and this is very interesting. Would love to hear your guesses. Uh, this was sent in by Wanderluster, Cheyenne, who sends great stories. Thank you so much, Cheyenne. Um, this was on Bloomberg.com, written by Mia Gindis, or Gindis, who... It doesn't matter how you say her last name. She's an excellent journalist and the best in the business. Mm -hmm. More people call in sick on August 24th than any
1: other day of the year.
0: That was yesterday. Isn't that so interesting?
1: It's a Thursday. I know exactly why. I I have a theory already, but I'll listen. I'll listen. Yeah, lock
0: and load theories. We're, we're go- This is going to be a barn burner. I can feel it already. I'm ready. <laughs> August 24th has been dubbed the sickest day of the year as more office, office workers in the United States call in sick on that day than any other day. While the holiday season around Christmas is typically associated with employees on leave, August 24th is the surprising date on which most workers do call in sick. This data comes from... Uh, management platform <laughs> Flamingo Leave Tracker, which analyzed – very professional. They probably signed up for that in college, like this is funny, and then it became a real job, which analyzed data from five years to come up with the result. Around 300 organizations and more than 10,000 employees in total participated in Flamingo study to find the sickest day of the year, uh, and, and cor- uh, according to a Bloomberg report they found that 0.9% of those employees called in sick on August 29th, more than any other day of the year. So basically 1% call in sick on August 29th. August 24th. 29th, not 24th. 24th, 4th, Okay, Sorry, 24th. did I say okay. 29th, 24th, sorry. Um, August 24th does not fall in the middle of the influenza season in the United States, nor is it close to any major holiday. So it's not entirely clear why this day witnesses so many sick leaves. Employees cited stomach bug as the number one most common reason for calling in sick. Symptoms such as... This is great best-in-business writing here from Mia. Symptoms such as diarrhea and vomiting accounted for 54% of all sick leaves on August 24th. After that, 25% of the staff called in sick because of COVID. 9% cited stress or anxiety. And then 6% were injuries like broken bones or muscle strains. Uh, Paris Parker, or Paras Parker, I believe, Chief Human Resources Officer at Paycor, said it was a welcome change to see workers taking mental health days, which is something that used to not happen in the past. Yes. It's not necessarily that they have strep or fever, but they just need a day for themselves. Who doesn't? Um, after August 24th, the day that saw the most absences, or call in six, is February 13th. So, day before Aww. Valentine's Day. And then, after that, Kurt, you want to take a wild guess? After that, okay. August 24th, day before Valentine's Day.
2: And
0: the
1: day before Memorial Day weekend.
2: J- July 5th.
1: No, uh, May something. Goodness. May will give something. one hint.
0: Think America. And Maria, not July 4th. Ma- Oh, and Um, not and not July Fourth. Yes. Oh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. The day after Super Bowl.
2: Oh, Super Uh, Bowl. Super Super Bowl Monday.
0: Everybody's got diarrhea, vomiting, COVID, sore muscles, and anxiety. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, and and it's the highest rate of uh, domestic violence. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, on the Super That's Bowl not day. Not. Yeah. So watch your back ladies, face gotcha. the door. Face the door. Always know Anyways. where the door is. Kurt, what is
0: your guess? Do you have a theory on August 24th? 100%. Okay. Here it
1: is. Here it is. Public school starts on August 15th, around August 15th. Okay. 9 days later, everybody's fucking sick. All the kids are sick.
2: Oh, that makes sense. The kids
1: have transferred it over to the parents at that point. Olive Mm. is sick today. So she's homesick today. It's August 25th. Interesting. So all the kids
3: share the heebie
1: jeebies and then bring it it home and and then give it to their parents. That's like just enough time for the kids to get sick, give it to the parents, parents get sick. Great guess.
2: What is the best thing about having kids?
1: What is the best thing? Yes. Uh, like, today was very nice. It's like little moments. Um, I want, like, Olive, she's six, and she really wanted to walk the dog. And so I let her walk the dog for the first time because the dog's mm. kind of big.
2: Um, yes.
1: So yes. she they haven't been able to walk the dog because she pulls. She get yanked. But I, sure. walked, I walked her halfway, and then... Um, and then I let her poop, and then she was like done. That, my daughter, I let my daughter poop. Um, the dog and then, doesn't matter. <laughs> and then after the dog pooped, it doesn't. She doesn't want to pull anymore. And so then I gave her over to Olive, and then Olive was just in front of me walking the dog, and like talking to the dog. And you could see all of just in that whatever block and a half that we went, you could see all the things she learned from, like, all these different places and the things that she was saying to the dog to, like, reassure the dog or to, like, stop and, like, go. And it was, like, very... It was, like, oh, I did not expect to have, like, an emotional walk around the block. And it turned out, yes, it was. Um, So that was cool to see, like, all that synthesis happen. That's... Um,
2: that's spectacular!
1: Jeez, wow. good for noticing, Kurt. Good for not being on your phone
0: and seeing this beautiful yeah. moment between the the animal that you kind of like and the daughter you love so much.
1: <laughs> I I love I do love Zelda, but Zelda, but there, it's the both it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Like you have so right. many problems with both, at the, you know. Um, sure. And other times you just want to be like, I need to go away from these these things, mm-hmm. uh, and I need to escape. So sure. it's the same
2: but it'll it'll pay off in the end from what i've read um <laughs> uh, yeah wow i thought about having kids uh in my when i was 40 i thought okay i'm going to look into it the whole thing uh, about adopting cuz i was uh, yeah uh, and uh yeah so i mentored a kid uh, just to see what that was like to right. see do i even like being around young, young things uh With this young lady for three years, uh, she was so hilarious. She's like, Why am I surrounded by white people? (laughs) Um, and this is even funnier because she was blind. And she um, was blind, yes, and so she could tell anybody's race uh uh by touch, and uh through just hearing them and uh yeah, I would basically just give her rides everywhere she wanted to go. <laughs> oh, that's cool. It was, yeah, it was supposed to be like a college thing where I, you know, because she's the first person in her family to go to college, and 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 we went to colleges, but then also we just uh, basically she just wanted to go uh, get rides to do stuff, and uh, yeah, it was, it, she was hilarious. But I think, I, I, yeah, I'm not great with kids, um, so then I, I just uh, I said it. It's good. It's okay not great with kids. And, uh, I'm going to let that go.
3: Mm-hmm. That's uh, And
2: I think that go. that is,
1: I, I, I endorse that, you know, mm-hmm. I think that that is like, there's like, it's a lot of kids. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, lot there's eight, there. there's, there's 800,000 kids. kids in foster care and it's yeah. like, well, you know, and that's, that's what I was like, okay, if I, if I want a kid so bad, yeah, um, I, I should, uh, accept, you know, be pumped for one that's already here and really pumped to meet me, uh, at least in theory. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, I, I'm just going to try to... It, I, I feel like the best service I could do to the future uh, adults of tomorrow is to keep my distance. And that... You uh, <laughs> <Me>
3: too.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: All Scotty way, feels the same way. way. Um, i am happy all the way. I think the one thing that... Um, I found that my friends, um, not Scotty, but other friends that I have who don't have kids, they, uh, there's a concern or a worry that the kid won't like them, and hmm. you, and the thing you have to realize is that kids have no framework. <laughs> they, they've not met many people, so everyone <laughs> they meet, they're, they kind of like, even if it seems they don't like you, like they haven't met many people, so you're fine. They're gonna like you because they don't know what's if you're being weird. <laughs>
0: That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, You're setting the standard of normalcy. Exactly. Oh, that's lovely. You're the
2: benchmark. That's a very good point.
0: (laughs) I do like that thing where kids of a certain age, and I've had Kurt's kids do this, but uh, every kid of a certain age, when you meet them for the first time and they do like you, they're already familiar with you, and then they get comfortable around you after, you know... I don't know, a few minutes, then they just want to show you all their stuff, like one thing at a time, where it's like, I have this. And then you're like, that is so cool. So then you're like, I guess we're going to play with this dinosaur. And then they walk away and they're like, I have this too. And then you're like, yes, (laughs) you do have this little mirror. Isn't this cool? And I'm going to shine a little light on it. And they're like, hold on, and then they come back. And I just like that they show you their whole inventory of their toy life, and then their books, and you just, it's funny. It's like you don't get to see that very often.
2: But isn't that just like a Southwest Airline flight when you're sitting next to somebody and they (laughs) go, where (laughs) are you from? Tampa. Yeah, that's Uh,
1: this.
2: (laughs) We like a, we have a boat. Mm -hmm. Well, we're thinking of uh, redoing our kitchen, Um, but I have... Yeah, I'm an accountant or whatever it is. Yeah, like we all tell each other these lists of of things from our toy box. Oh, exactly. Yeah.
1: It's I like the, it's, it's like trying to show the personality, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, this is something I play with, so it's kind of who I am.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and don't touch it. <laughs> it's mine. It's my identity. It's my, yeah,
0: yeah. Beautiful. Pretty um, B, want to
1: tease us into a sweet commercial break? This is specifically for Maria. Good. Here it is. Midwesterners are losing it after finding out that the Iowa State Fair butter cows aren't made from 100% butter. Mm. We'll be back with more. bread the news. <laughs> on bananas.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs>
3: I them.
1: Folks, we are back. Scott, you got any shout-outs?
0: Yeah, I have a bunch. Let's, we'll get through them. I mean, the list is so long, bananas. if I haven't gotten it to, I, I'm still on June submissions, so we got a ways to go. Um, Julie X-Mill wants to shout-out Tara, a great friend and auntie who has defended her PhD in nursing this summer, is a total badass, and gives a shit about improving people's lives. So nice. shout-out to Tara. Uh, we hope you are now a doctor of nursing. Good for you. That's amazing. Good for you. Here's a nice one. I like this one. Sarah wants to shout out her amazing husband, Brad. Brad got unfortunately laid off from two IT jobs in the past year. So st-
2: stupid. So some- dumb.
0: Dumb. Instead of getting down, he started detailing cars in his downtime. But he has now become nice. a manager of a detail shop and getting certified in wrapping cars, which is great because he loves working on cars. Oh, uh, nice cars. <gasps> So good awesome. Brad.
2: Nice pivot, pivot. I
0: love that. The future is about pivoting. Um, Sarah, th- who wants to shout out, Brad says she's so proud of Brad and everything he's done. So that's a pretty beautiful one. Paula Curtis, shouting out the staff of her department at UC, which I'm guessing in this case is University of California, who helped her uh, extend her contract another year because, yay, she loves having health insurance. Ah, great great. deal. Shout out. She says, shout out to the UAW5810 union reps. The Banana Boys are union boys. Kurt and I are both in Writers Guild and SAG.
2: Live better work union. Me too.
0: There we go. We love union. I'll do... Let me do two more quick ones. Kirk. Sweet. Christopher is shouting out his wife, and it's either, he wrote it, I think it's either Ida or Lida, and the only reason, okay. he spelled it L-I-D-A, but then said pronounced it E-E-D-A. I'm guessing okay.
1: he means Lida. Not Ida. She is Finnish. I've never heard of a silent L, but maybe. Maybe, maybe Finland it's have Finland. silent Ls. We've, you and I have never been to
0: Finland, so maybe they don't say L's up there. I'd love maybe to just go Finland. to Finland. Um, they are very competitive, super fans of the Bananas podcast. We got them through the Great Quar. Uh, and Christopher got a story on the podcast about the Russian spy whale. So technically oh, now yeah. he is winning one to nothing. So Lida wow. or Ida, balls in your court. Uh, and last but not least, but a huge one. We're shouting out Steve Curdy B, who is a our favorite cancer fighting banana bowl in Indiana, who is yeah. still fighting the good fight and listens to bananas every step of the way, including on his way to treatment. So Hell shout yeah. Shout out to Steve. You're doing yes, great. Steve. The banana boys yes. are sending you you know quick recovery, lots of health, and blue skies.
1: Yes, we got your back, Steve. Thank you. Thank you, you Scotty. Got and of it, course buddy. we are here with the wonderful Maria Bamford. She has a new memoir, Sure, I'll Join Your Cult, that's available mm-hmm. for pre-order right now. Tell us about the book.
2: Well, it's a book that I always I love to read, uh-huh. but then they offered me $150,000 and <laughs> said, would you like to write one? And I said, of course I do. Mm-hmm. Of course I want to mm-hmm. write a book. Yes, yes. Um, and then, uh, but he, book deals work. <laughs> this is how a book deal works. You get paid in dribs and drabs over the mm-hmm. course of nine years, mm-hmm. <laughs> depending on, how, you know, it's, 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 it's yeah. Uh, anyways, but I uh, guess yeah, so it's a book about uh, mental health experiences as well as some recipes, some pictures of my upbringing from uh, Minnesota. And uh, cults is a loose term of groups. I, I've, I'm in a bunch of 12-step groups, uh, mm-hmm. which are considered uh, yeah, our group mm-hmm. of people with right. very bizarre re- beliefs and uh, as well as practices. And but I've also been in a Dale Carnegie. I've done Suzuki violin. I was an Episcopalian as a child, uh, but under duress. Mm-hmm. Under <laughs> duress. If you want. And um, so, and I, sh- I so it's kind of an exploration of all, gr- just trying to fit in. Uh-huh. Anywhere and uh, you know, comedy can be sort of a cult, oh, 100%. You know? that, yeah, where people there's these super strong opinions. <laughs> it always makes me laugh when somebody's just like, This, this isn't comedy,
3: right? <laughs> <laughs> Could <laughs> you
2: slip on a banana while saying that? Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, how mad you are doesn't seem very funny either. <laughs> <laughs> I makes
1: do remember sense. though, when I was starting stand up. It was. I I would just go to shows and like if a comedian that I liked happened to like look at me and like remember my name, I was like nailing it. I'm getting in there, you know. Like it was <laughs> yeah, that yeah. whole that thing that like there's a there's defi- definite there's definite cult of personality with comedians. Sure. Um, there's well, gatekeeping. There's, yeah, there's gatekeeping.
2: Yeah, yeah or well, it, that's a beautiful. I love the internet because it's like everybody has. Total access to yeah. finding their own people. It's just so scrumptious. It's uh, it's it's really lovely because I think, uh, yeah, it's just it, it's the best. But yeah, show business in itself is is kind of very powerful. Uh, it, it's it like God. Uh, the concept of show, but you know, success is yes. very you know ephemeral. Uh, liminal. You can't decide if if you are okay, if you've made it or not yeah. made it. <laughs> it never happens. Uh, like all my dreams have come true. I have no more uh, ambitions, and uh, except uh, except to be paid attention to, I think. Yeah. Every once in a while, uh, but I actually don't even need it that much. Like I love a thirty seat theater. Uh, yeah. So, but but show business is it's. Yeah, you just it's very powerful and strange. Have you Lots ever had a judgment? Famous- yes. Have you ever had a famous person ask you to do something for free?
1: Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. And it's so crazy. What? It's so crazy. What? Yeah. I've written at least so- five
0: full screenplays, five 110-page screenplays for a famous person that they never paid me, never made it anything. And that is like it's so much work. It's months of work. And it's like <laughs>
2: Yes, and that's
0: happened Yeah, at, five times uh, I, and different. Not the same one. I, that would be on me. But yeah, yeah, it's they ask you these favors and they put that spotlight on you and suddenly you go, oh, we're a team. And then they're like, no, I'm actually on this person's team. So smell you later.
2: Yes! Oh my yeah. gosh, I had a recent thing, Grimace, let's just say it was Grimace, texted me <laughs> to do a show. Grimace, of course, we all love Grimace. Yeah, we love Grimace. Um, <laughs> there's no question of the quality of what he's brought to the it McDonald's franchise. And, um, and asked me to do something, I said, and I I said I, to myself, I said, I there's no reason for me to do this thing on a Sunday mm-hmm. and didn't mention money. And I, so I asked Grimace for 800 bucks. Grimace. Fair. Yeah, which i said that was fair. Grimace paid me out the $800 um, on the day in a way that suggested he did not have $800. Grimace, billions sold.
3: Mm-hmm. Billions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So bizarre. But the great thing is, is that I got paid $800, is the end of that story.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: okay. Yeah. And yeah. Also, it's like ask ask and for your needs.
0: That's right. Uh, is yeah. there an audible component? Is there an audio book component?
2: Oh yes, to this? yes. Did I read. You read? It? I I read it. Of I'm course, in. I did. Because guess what? That paid too. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will do almost anything for money. Uh, I enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy. Uh, it, but it, it, I think it, I, I'm proud of it. it went, but. Definitely don't get it if you're not into it. Okay. Also probably sales six six months from now, it'll probably be available in a dusty little library near where you live or in a fancier neighborhood. It's <laughs> usually where little libraries are. That's oh, a, it's be a good sell
0: absolutely i'm gonna be listening to it but also i have friends i've writ- wrote books you know 10 years ago 15 years ago and I'll, I'll see those books in old book stores and see them for sale and i always send them pictures and they're pumped they're like where is yeah. this and yeah! I'm, like, I'm in vancouver it's in this shop and they're like ah amazing uh, so it's right, it's, it's your jokes living on or your story living no, on. It's wonderful.
2: Yeah. And I do make a note anytime I've recycled some joke that I used in stand up, I put a recycled icon so that's you funny. know <laughs> that, that, that I know, you know? Because I always yeah. think that's really yeah. monstrous when yeah. you buy a comedian's that's book so and you funny. go, fuck you. Already like you've it. said this on an album and a special, <laughs> and now you're recycling it here. How dare you! But I did put recycling. Uh, this icon, I did. It's the book is is aligned like a For Dummies book, um, so there are a lot of um, icons so you can and bold bold areas so you know uh, what parts are prurient, uh, the sexy parts. <laughs> That's great. That's it really
0: great. Isn't it interesting? Like that. So many things are cults that you aren't even aware of them being cults or things that spiral out of control. Like people just join something because they kind of like a club or an activity or a hobby. I remember this must be – I'll start by saying this. I don't know how old Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon's children are, but I know that they had kids together. And I know this because I was living in New York at the time. And so this was probably around 2010, 11, 12, somewhere in there. And they announced that Mariah Carey was pregnant with Nick Cannon's baby on, you know, New York Post or whatever. And so I tweeted something very innocuous, like they should name it beef. So its name is Beef Cannon, and then went to sleep. A true tweet in the 2011 era. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And when I woke up,
0: my Twitter had erupted with what Mariah Carey's fans call themselves the lambs, and she calls them the lamily. And The first like at mention at my Twitter was, all right, lambs, let's get them. (laughs) And then it was like, (laughs) I'm not exaggerating. 5,000, like just did in my, Maria, my Twitter photo then and now isn't me it's a photo of a a man i took a photo of a guy in saint martin who was on the beach who was wearing (laughs) hot pants and had a sunburned belly and they went after that poor guy and my fake twitter so hard that i'm like mariah carey has a cult the lambs and they would if they had seen me in public i would have gotten beaten up because that's how group mentality works but yeah, all right, lambs, let's get them.
1: <laughs> also, it's <laughs> just... not like insulting or anything. It's just a dumb joke of Bad beef joke. cannon.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it could, yeah could be seen as a as a real a um, compliment to that child. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, that's right. But uh, well, yeah, that is that is well, that's the that's also the beauty of the internet is mm-hmm. that you you get to learn things um at a public level uh, yeah. <laughs> and yes yeah. for uh, a week
0: nonstop yeah. for a week from strangers being it. like i hope you fucking die their baby's gonna <laughs> rule the world and you're like i'm sorry so i just i will never make a joke again and mention mariah carey i think they're Mar- mariah carey fans the nick cannon fans they were they were
2: yeah, all. Yeah, orders. no, no. <laughs> I think those are a limited or more limited group. Or, or, or. or yeah. you know I mean, Nick Cannon, he's the superstar, uh, but <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't feel like. No. Yeah, he, I don't think he has
1: no Lamb. The same rapid. level. Just endless um, children. B- but speaking of beef cannons, okay, you guys <laughs> want to hear about this? Butter cow <laughs> that isn't 100% butter?
2: Of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very I good. almost got to go to the Iowa State Fair as a Getty the Minnesota pickle. I made it back to what? callbacks as a Getty the Minnesota pickle. <laughs> I did not. Are you saying
1: Getty the Minnesota Get- pickle?
2: Getty, Okay. Getty pickles out of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, you could, exactly, mm-hmm. made me think of it. And uh, one, but then. At the callbacks, there were other pickles there who informed me (laughs) Uh, that one of the duties was going to the Iowa State Fair and that sometimes mm -hmm. the temperatures can reach up to 130 (gasps) degrees Mm. inside Inside of that pickle suit. And you can be chased. You are also, uh, there's no bodyguards. There's no one attending you. Oh, my God. So sometimes you're running in 150 degrees, inside that pickle <laughs> costume, to preserve the mystery of the brand Amazing. Back, t- back to your Kia Sorrento and then you gotta, you know, Take off. It's 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 just a lot more responsibility than you think oh it's
3: gonna be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: bullet dodged. Pickle bullet dodged. Pickle bullet dodged. Here it is. This was on Yahoo News. Classic. Actually, it's on BuzzFeed. Uh, Yahoo News carries BuzzFeed, I guess, sure. because it makes it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, was sent in by Peggy Rowe. Thank you, Peggy, for sending Thank this. And if you Peggy have strange news, you can always go to our Instagram, The Bananas Podcast, on instagram and dm us your strange news true this was written by nobody buzzfeed staff because nobody wants to be associated with this Correct. here it is midwesterners are losing it after finding out that the iowa state fair butter cows aren't made from 100 percent butter i'm not even gonna read this article folks um okay. because mean it's, it's not real butter or it's not a full butter statue Here it is. I'll get to, there's a lot. This is a classic BuzzFeed article. First, we're talking about (laughs) what are state fairs. Then we're talking about what is Iowa. Then we're talking about the Iowa State Fair. Uh, Then we're talking about uh, butter in general. Then we're talking about cows in general. (laughs) It takes so long to just get to this. Here it is. There's now one thing people cannot stop talking about. I mean, like, that's not a true statement. The famed butter cow. Or should I say the wire mesh cow covered in butter? That's right. The beloved butter cow sculpture isn't just a big hunk of butter like we were all made to believe. It all started when this image was tweeted of butter being scraped from the fair's butter cow, revealing a mesh structure underneath
3: after a little...
1: Digging, we found out that this tragic incident was actually captured at the Illinois State Fair. Wow, so um, uh, but that doesn't change the fact that it easily could have been Iowa, as the practice is standard at both fairs. The worst part: reporting. this info has been right under everyone's nose the whole time. It's like <laughs> on the, it's actually on the, like the, their main website. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but then there's like people like just are very there's like a lot of Midwesterners who are very upset because they all thought it was just like one giant hunk of butter. Okay. Um, and then here's the f- most really upset fact.
2: is any quotes. Are there any quotes from actual people saying you know, upset they're
1: There is many. Um, oh, okay. Do not okay. text about the butter cow. I am in mourning. Great. That is from Claire Lower. Just found out the butter cow isn't made out of butter. It's but a butter coat over a regular statue, and I'm going to need 72 full hours to recover. This is so fucked up. My whole life is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it. Dis- okay. Discovering the cow that isn't solid butter feels like losing my religion. Mm-hmm. Um, the oh. butter cow is a wireframe with only a thin layer of butter on top. It's not a solid block of butter. I'm going to burn the Iowa State fair to the
2: ground. <laughs> fair.
0: There
1: That's
0: fine. This
2: doesn't seem like Iowans. It seems uh, like
0: well, yeah, these are
1: aspiring onion writers
2: are getting in there.
1: I know. Um, and and this is the most interesting thing I thought of the whole article. Okay. At the end, and if you're if you're wondering where the heck does all that butter go, I was. after they scrape it off of the frame. Mm-hmm. I have an even more shocking fact for you. It's recycled and can be reused for up to 10 years. Smart. Butter? Yeah. The butter that's used for the state fair cows. Because they're all kept in like refrigerated. You, you know, you've been there.
2: But if I don't in refrigerated know.
1: Refrigerated rooms.
2: But I didn't know that butter could stays good for 10 years.
1: Turn, I mean, nobody's <sighs> eating it, Right. So maybe it's a little rancid. Nobody's smelling. <laughs> you want a little taste. You want a little taste. You want each a little year.
2: taste. The butter you? is very good. It's delicious. It's wonderful. It's so, wonderful. Good. It's but, so um, delicious.
1: Maria, as a as a Minnesotan, did you were you under the assumption that it was one block of butter carved into a cow?
2: Uh I did not have a a cow in that contest. I did not have a horse in that race, mm-hmm. a dog in that fight. I've never just, thought about, I've it. never cared, <laughs> but, uh, I think that if that's something you think about, you know, we all have things that are important to us that's and right. that's what makes life, uh, give, gives the broth. It's, it's rich flavor. That's really uh, true. That's uh really as, true. as does, um, butter, butter gives, <laughs> um, uh, and, yeah, I lo- uh, and I do love butter, so... Um, it's
0: a bit disappointing.
2: I, yeah?
3: Scott, do you feel they disappointed? Could
0: do it? You think that they
1: could carve a butter cow?
0: It's a oh, it's a tad yes,
1: disappointing. You, right, because it is... You know, my fr- my friend is a stone sculptor, and one of the things... He works in giant pieces of marble, mm-hmm. and one of the things I always find the most fascinating is he sends me pictures, like, before the sculpture begins, and it's just this behemoth of just pure stone and oh, then he yeah. sends me an after photo and that's it's this crazy. delicate little piece that is finished and that is the part that's amazing about sculpture i feel like
2: you know what this is about this is the travesty of arts funding
3: yep is mm-hmm. that
2: what it would take yes. to really carve from a full block of butter yeah. would be too costly cuz they'd have to work in a refrigerated environment
3: mm-hmm. and
2: also the the co- you yeah, have maintaining that that cons to be sculpting for that long amount of time with yeah, I, I just I think it's about cost mm-hmm. um and craftsmanship and the cost of what you know it, fair pay etc. I I think this is, is an issue for um the National Endowment of the Arts
1: correct <laughs> the NEA this is an NEA issue hundred percent this goes back to the eighties when they started defunding it. Mm-hmm. This is your fault, Reagan.
2: Yep.
1: yep. Yeah. Scotty, give us one more to send us home. Ooh, I almost forgot. Oh, this one's... Let's see.
0: Do we want a very sweet one or do we want a lawsuit? Lawsuit or sweet? Maria?
2: Lawsuits it's, can be
1: sweet. There okay. we go. Lawsuit it is.
0: That's a great, great answer. This was from sent in by Amanda... And her last name got cut off on my screenshot. So Amanda Costell, maybe Costello, maybe okay. Castellano. But Amanda, thank you for sending it in. My apologies. Uh, this was in the Sacramento Bee, written by the best in the business, Olivia Lloyd. Mm-hmm. She is good. Um, here we go. They're suing Italy Market. A couple says their love life suffered after wife slipped on ham. <laughs>
3: okay i think we
0: made the right choice
3: here (laughs) a new
2: hamster woman
3: (laughs) yes please please.
2: well i think there's so many other issues going on with their relationship Mm -hmm. like um sometimes you've (laughs) got to be mindful why was she not watching where she was going was she in a state high state of alert yes because she's oh and i'm just gonna you know I'm going to ask is she at all fearful of her partner is their connection Good. not really strong right now for whatever right. reason and so she's, she's 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 so uh she's in fight or flight yeah she's in fight or flight and she doesn't see this ham
3: uh-huh.
2: on the uh-huh. ground
0: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I can, you know, I could share, uh, put a little clarity into that with the first sentence of this article by Olivia Lloyd, and this is why she is the best in the business. A New Hampshire woman spotted the free samples of a popular Italian restaurant uh, and market in Boston. As she walked through the aisles of Italy towards the samples, she slipped on prosciutto and broke her ankle. So she was rushing over to the free samples at Eataly, did not see ham on the ground, slipped like on it, and like a bear. So, uh-huh. <laughs> you um, know,
2: where was like, her husband in all this?
0: It, yeah, who put that ham down? Nobody's talking well, about who dropped how, the prosciutto.
2: How did it affect her relationship?
0: Great question. And yeah. we, it does, we, I'll get to that in the last paragraph. Okay. It's in a way that you could probably guess. Um,
2: oh, uh-huh. her cooch got Her cooch stuck got on stuck on
0: something. Yep. Her cooch got stuck on, no. Uh, it's, she, so she slips uh, in this lawsuit. It says that she slipped on pursuit and broke her ankle. Alice Cohen and her husband, Ronald Cohen, are suing Italy Boston for negligence and loss of consortium. Is it consortium? Mm.
3: consortium
0: which uh which for those of us who don't know um that is a common uh legal term that refers to sex affection and emotional support whoa what So, so yes the lawsuit states Action. that Italy had a duty to ensure that the surfaces of the floors were completely free of unnecessary dangers. Prosciutto. Prosciutto. <laughs> uh, they failed to do so when Alice slipped. So now they are suing for damages exceeding 50000 US dollars. Uh, okay. The exact amount will be determined by a Massachusetts court. If the-
2: their relationship. Yes. <laughs> were, you know, going well. It couldn't be either way. This is either the sweetest connective tissue that they have that they like mm-hmm. to file suits together. Uh-huh. This is something – this is their, their, their thing they both love is yes. is fighting uh, ridiculous injustices. Or it's an explanation of how terrible their relationship is mm-hmm. in that they've let Prosciutto tear them apart. Because yes. I would think – an injury, <laughs> yes, <laughs> in you know a trauma, that's gonna solidify you. If you you've both you know live through that together, yep, uh, seeing each other and holding space for each other, that's mm-hmm. gonna make for an even better relationship. And I want to say better sex.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right, and also prosciutto is known; it brings you together. When you put out that that cheese board, you're bringing mm-hmm. that relationship right back. You wrap. Melon with prosciutto. It's Come a on. big night in a household. That's a there big it is. Night. That's a hot mm. night. Little salty uh, sweet. Uh, Ronald Cohen, who is the husband and the co-plaintiff, cites Italy uh, for causing his wife's injury and it put a strain on their marriage. So M- Maria is on to something. The lawsuit says he has suffered quote suffered from the loss of consortium with his wife Alice as a result of her broken ankle. And like I said, a loss of consortium refers to the loss of benefits that a familial or intimate relationship offers. Sex. This is according sex. to Forbes. Forbes, that's where we all go to for our sex information. So
1: this this man is saying he can't have sex with his wife because she has a broken ankle, so he's suing for $50,000. That's what he's saying? That is what is happening? Yes. Well, wow.
2: Wow. I think somebody is not doing his due diligence. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's not going downtown.
1: Okay. Yeah, there it is. Thank you.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> guilty
1: as charged. Why don't you hop on the 6 train and take it a few stops downtown? Thank pal. you. <laughs> is um
2: pretty good. I'm s- that Well, it's it is kind of sweet in that they're doing it together. That's right. And maybe it is kind of a maybe this is his way of making amends to his wife saying I was shitty and not supportive to you uh, during this time. I didn't go get the prosciutto for you. Right. Because that's I, what he could have done. Exactly. He said, Oh, don't, no, you don't have to run to get it. You're an elegant, beautiful uh, mm-hmm. princess.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Let me calmly stalk over mm-hmm. there, <laughs> flat footed, <laughs> and grab you a plate.
1: Yeah. Uh, can I? And I, I'm actually very disappointed that this article is not titled My Baloney's Lonely Because of the Baloney on Italy's Floor.
0: <laughs> Holy cannoli, my Baloney's Lonely because the, the Baloney left on Eataly's Floor.
3: Oh.
0: It, I, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's footage of this. Maybe it'll race across Reddit and then the rest of the internet because maybe this woman is the victim of just maybe it is at least we'll find out. we'll let we'll find out 10 years
1: down. from now that's right, right. <laughs> um maria before you go um can you please plug anything you want to plug do you have I'm some shows coming just, up or anything
2: just the book the book sure i'll join your cult but then i also will be in brooklyn for the month of september so uh, keep an eye out for me i usually i post it on uh, instagram or twitter uh, uh yeah but i have tons of dates on my on my website MariaBanford.com. um Please come see me. If you don't have the money, some uh, tickets are usually 30 to 45 bucks. Please just email me at AriamA at gmail. Dot, a, a, aria-may. Aria Bay at gmail.com. That's Aria Bay at gmail.com. And uh, I'll get you in uh, if Aww. it's not sold out. That's Beautiful.
0: awesome. Thank Beautiful. you, Marie. That's, That's such so a great lovely. thing to banana do. Banana of the week right there. Right
1: on. Maria, uh, uh, Maria Bamford thank is the guest you. and the banana of the week. That's Absolute. wonderful. That never right. happened before. That's the first. Ca- honored. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Bananas.
3: <laughs>
0: bananas bananas is an exactly right media
1: production our producer and engineer is katie levine the catchy bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. artwork for bananas was designed by travis millard
0: and our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark.
1: And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern.
3: Bananas.
1: Bananamals, follow bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show.
1: And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.